This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Hey, everybody, it's Tony Robbins. Hey, guys, I'm Audrina Patrick. Hey, this is Adam Carolla. You're on the Hollywood Raw podcast. You're watching Hollywood Raw. You're listening to and watching Hollywood Raw. This is the Hollywood Raw podcast, hosted by entertainment veteran Dax Holt and street journalist Adam Glynn. The podcast humanizing Hollywood. From celebrities to media moguls, even paparazzi and bodyguards have come to break news, break their silence, or just have a great conversation on Hollywood Raw. If they're on Hollywood Raw, there's a reason. From page six to TMZ, Daily Mail, and People Magazine, everyone is talking about the Hollywood Raw podcast with Dax Holt and Adam Glynn. Welcome to the Hollywood Raw Podcast. I'm Dax Holt, and I am joined not by my normal Adam. Adam's out today, but I got Troy McEady. You would know him from the Beyond the Blinds podcast. He's one half of the co-hosts over there, and then he also hosts the Dunzo podcast. Troy, how are you, buddy? I'm very good, and I'm very excited to be here. I'm honored to be generic Adam, just for the day. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Well, Adam's out, but, uh, you know, every Friday we do the Raw Rundown, catching everyone up on the biggest stories in entertainment news so that they, they feel like they didn't miss anything. I, I would say we're the, this is the Cliff Notes version of entertainment news wrapped up into a quick 20 minutes, so let's get right into it. Okay. Uh, coming in at number 10, Kanye West is not, and I repeat, not getting any help. Well, at least according to his rep. And uh, so, Troy, I don't know if you've heard this, but basically there was a whole story that came out in page six earlier this week that said a source close to the Kardashians basically said that uh, Kanye West told his ex-spouse that he was going away to get help because, you know, it's all too much seeing her out with Pete, Pete Mm -hmm. meeting the kids. And clearly we know he has a lot of... uh, instability and so that was the story that came out and his rep is saying not true you know anything about this you know i it's like i dip in and out of kanye because it makes me sad but then also i'm obsessed you know Mm -hmm. (laughs) because i'm a human person and the it's like i don't think there's anything more dangerous than allowing the country and the the world to be a part of your like mental health journey do you know what i mean like if you've decided to get help or not or if you're medicated or not like the fact that we can sort of gauge when Kanye has or hasn't been medicated because people talk about it and he tells people is like crazy to me it's so private um well he he can't stop himself though that's the thing that I think is wild is I and it's been like this for years but Kanye is just like he wants the world to know what he is going through at the moment you know what I'm saying like There's no moment in Kanye's life that we didn't know whether he was happy or sad or, you know, his mom passed away. We know like we've known everything about Kanye. Right. And that's the weird part is like, I think he's just one of those people. And I don't know if it's narcissistic or just his personality, but it's like, I'm going through it. I need to let the world know what's happening. Yeah, he's very he's very self-destructive. You know, Mm -hmm. he's very good way to put it. Yeah, it's, like, the only person he ever really hurts in the long run is himself, which is, like, the sad thing to watch. Um, and watching him just kind of dismantle his career has been the craziest That's thing. The part. Every time I feel like, oh, there's, no, like, people are going to hate Kanye, they're never going to want to listen to his music again, then 
he like comes back and everyone That's listens. True. I'm like, I don't get it. All right, let's move on. I've, I feel like I've, I've had enough Kanye, even though we're going to mention one more time in the rundown. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the All world right. we live in. Right, it's so true. All right, so number nine, Netflix is now slapping Will Smith across the face and pumping the brakes on his new film. Uh, so here's the deal. If you haven't heard this story, Fast and Loose is a new film that Netflix was producing. Will Smith is the lead actor, and uh, I can give you the whole, basically, plot story of it. It is about, let me find this. It's about a guy who wakes up uh, down in Tijuana. All right, here we go. It uh, will follow a criminal who loses his memory after an attack. After a mysteriously waking up in Tijuana, the character is forced to discover the clues of his past, leading him to learn that he has led has two identities. All right, so basically, the Oscar slap has now caused him to lose a whole bunch of things. He is now no longer going to be a part of the Academy. Netflix is backing out of this thing. Troy, if Chris Rock doesn't care, why does everyone else care? I think that there's a little bit, it's complicated, right? It's so layered. For one thing, what he did just on a surface level is wrong. Like walking up to a person and beating them across the face is wrong no matter what, right? And he should be held accountable for it. In my opinion, to be honest with you, like he could have done anything sitting in that seat. He could have screamed. He could have done anything to embarrass Chris Rock if that's what he wanted to do. But when he got up and hit him on the face on live television, it was just such a display of like, I'm A-list. I can do anything I want. I'm Will Smith. I can walk up on stage fixing my tie and hit a guy and then slowly walk back to my seat. Like, I do think that there should be a little bit of pushback publicly from the industry that he's in for what he did. So, okay. I'm conflicted with this one because... I don't feel like one action necessarily defines a person. Mm -hmm. I think that that action obviously was, was a very dumb move on his part. He could have walked up there, like you said, screamed at Chris Rock in the face, turned around, walked off, and everything would have gone on. The fact that he hit him but it is the big problem. My second problem comes in where Chris Rock isn't even pressing charges. And Chris Rock is moving on with his life mm -hmm. so we're in this cycle in culture where we're like you messed up we're gonna take you down now and right. that's what i feel like it is because again netflix i'm sure that they would have moved along with life but they're probably getting phone calls and they're getting people urging them to pull this movie and to go away and all this stuff and so they're like they're feeling the pressure so they're now pulling back i just think it, if chris rock doesn't care why do we all care so much well, I think it sets a tone. I think the way that his employers handle it sets a tone. You know what I mean? I think that it it's, it says a lot about... The... Yeah, but think how many employers are out there that if they had any idea what their employees are actually doing off work hours would be yeah. very disappointed. It's true. I guess I just think about it in the sense of like, what if it wasn't Will Smith? Like, what if it wasn't somebody who was charming and likable and and, and if it every, was Kanye? If it was, what if Kanye West walked up on stage and hit a guy across the face? Well, he'd be in court right now. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, but, but people would expect that, and that's that's half the problem. Is Will Smith has built a character on being the nice guy and not having so like again, this is one moment in time. I'm not excusing the moment, right? But it is one moment, and now you're gonna watch it. 
the world crumble. Well, I mean, we've we've seen this a hundred times. People yeah, just I agree with root, I do, you. Know, cancel I get what them. you're saying. I do understand what you're yeah. saying. This idea that everybody has to be torn, like ripped apart if they do something wrong. Yeah. I don't agree with that. Yeah, people like to watch, you know, successful people crumble is really mm-hmm. what it comes down to. All right, number eight. There's going to be a new Guardians of the Galaxy ride, but kind of shocked where it's going to be. So uh, today, uh, Disney revealed that there's going to be a new Guardians of the Galaxy ride, and they're putting it at Epcot Center. Okay, I'm not like a Disney head, mm-hmm. so I am actually really excited for you to tell me why this is so weird. I Because Epcot, like, when I think Disney, I'm doing Disneyland, right. I'm doing California Adventure, I'm doing Disney World, I am doing, like, Hollywoodland out there. I'm doing everywhere, but not Epcot. Epcot is literally, like, the last place that I think to go to. I mean, people have told me it's fun. They've got all this, like, around-the-world cuisines and yeah. all this kind of stuff. It's not on my bucket list of Disney places. I, you know, I'm going to go on a Disney cruise before I go to Epcot. So for me, I'm just surprised. I guess the one thing I do see is with Guardians being so popular, they're trying to pull the people into that park. Oh, okay. I get that. Yeah, that makes sense. I have. Okay. Right. So I've, I've been to Disney once and I'm going to be honest with you. And I'm not even just saying this because it's a part of the story. Epcot is mm-hmm. the most memorable thing for me. Really? Out of all the Disney parks? <laughs> yeah. Seriously? Yeah. yeah. It was What did you what what about it? Tell me. I mean, again, people tell me all the time I'm crazy that I don't love Epcot. Just it's not my spot. So, I'm curious why you loved it. <laughs> I really loved the around the world food thing to be honest with you. Like I didn't think it would be so immersive, but it was like mm-hmm. really really I was like I literally have been to 40 countries today. I'm not kidding. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? It was really fun. I don't know. It I when I think about the one time that I went to Disney, the the most fun that I had was like that part of it, just like exploring the other countries. I don't know. That's so funny. You know, <laughs> maybe if I went there without kids, mm-hmm. I would enjoy Epcot. But because I have kids, it's like, oh, we got to go on all the rides. We got to oh, do yeah. all the things. And I think for them eating around the world, they'd be like, Dad, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, that's jacked up, uh, Yeah. It's, it, I guess right. it's important to note that I wasn't sober when I when I exited the world. I wasn't sober. <laughs> so, yeah, you would have more fun. <laughs> very true. Very true. I mean, trust me. When you go to Disney, you want to get just totally plastered so you don't have to remember hanging out with your kids for <laughs> 17 hours in a day. Uh, but it sounds like uh, it'll open May 27th at Epcot. So there we go. Uh, number seven, Britney, Sp- Britney Spears tells her mom to go F off. Pay your own damn bills, woman. I've been paying for you and your lifestyle for the last, I don't know, what is it, 30 years at this point? Yeah. You know, I mean, every money, every coin that uh, Britney has brought in basically has gone to her family. And so Lynn Spears filed a petition on November 1st requesting all of her legal fees to be paid by Britney, whose uh, conservatorship was terminated, obviously, as everyone knows, back on November 12th. And so, you know, this was a 13-year conservatorship. And Lynn's going, I racked up a $600,000 bill. And so I need Britney to pay for it because I don't have that kind of money. Troy, I know you are the biggest Britney fan out there. I know that you are just waiting to talk. Thoughts on this one? I got to be honest with you. I took like tiny little notes before we got started. And I wrote down, if I were Britney, what I would tell her mom, like, quote, you should use your money from through the storm to pay for your lawyers. (laughs) And that if you were a smart girl, you would have invested the money, the money from the tell-all book 
that you wrote about my mental breakdown. Mm-hmm. You should use that to pay for the lawyers, and I wouldn't respond to anything else. I mean, it's it's wild the goal that these people have. Do people even use that word goal? I do. I feel like it, I feel like it was appropriate right then. <laughs> uh, but I feel that for as much money as they have leached out mm-hmm. of Britney's purse over all these years to come back and say, oh, now I need you to pay for, for my lawyer's fees when I'm going, how the fuck did you rack up a $600,000 lawyer fee anyway? Like, right. how much are your lawyers? Why, why did you need those lawyers? You were, you were a part of the conservatorship. Yeah, It's wild how, they, how expensive those bills got. And then I go, it goes down to just like everything else Britney has been saying is they have sucked money out of me mm-hmm. for so long. And of course, they got the most high paying lawyers to also suck money out of me, too. Yeah, and I'm just like, you know, Lynn, Lynn pretending to not have any idea what's going on. It's like, how, 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 what has that done for you? Like, how well are you doing right now by pretending that you've had no idea? You're just this doting Southern belle, you know, like, who has no clue what's going on. And now everybody is like hip to Lynn's game and nobody feels sorry for her. You know what I mean? Years ago, she could have spit like spun this in a way. Cause I think Lynn is like, masterful at coming off as a victim Mm -hmm. but you know i'm i'm like happy for britney i'm like girl i would have turned my phone off and changed the number forever ago well i think britney's little post about how everyone thinks the conservatorship was her dad's idea and it was actually her mom's idea Mm -hmm. i think changed the way a lot of people think about it all right number six avril lavigne is engaged uh by by the way how where did Avril come from? Like she disappeared for 20 years and now I feel like she is everywhere. Uh, her and Maud's son uh, got engaged under the, um, the Eiffel Tower and uh, they, they released a, a photo of them and him on one knee asking her. I just, I just interviewed him a couple of months ago. Oh, really, really fun guy, by the way. Oh, yeah, cool. super cool. Um, so I'm at a, a music festival. I was doing it for my other podcast, uh, Pod Sauce. But anyway, great guy. And uh, she didn't mention it on the red carpet of the Grammys when they were talking about love. And she's just like, you know, I, I wasn't, I, I was over love. I didn't want to be in love anymore. Then Maude comes around and we fell in love in like two days. And so they were already engaged at the Grammys. She didn't say a thing and revealed it on here. But again, where the hell did she come from? I, I honestly was thinking about this the other day. Because I was like, wow, like so many young people now care about Avril too. And I guess it's like the early 2000s resurgence. It's like all of the, like, I would almost equate like Avril to like, like in the way that Paris has resurfaced, like just because mm-hmm. of her impact on the time period, people are like, hey, you used to wear Juicy Couture tracksuits and those are cool again. You want to be famous again for a, a couple, you want to like have a reality show? <laughs> you want to do this again? You yeah. want to go around this? <laughs> <laughs> you want to start so, over? So like. So you were like the moody goth chick, emo chick. So let's let's do this again. Yeah, let's give it another go. Which is like, you know, I've always been an Avril fan. But as far as her relationships, I just, I gave up on trying to understand Avril's relationships after Derek Wibley. Because that was like the only one that made sense to me. Yeah. And then like, I was like, oh, Avril's You didn't, you didn't like... think of Chad, you weren't a fan of Chad Kroger? <laughs> I was like, what is going on? I still like think about that. And I just scratch my head like, what, what? Yeah, that was a little weird. So this will be her, um, I guess, third time down the aisle for Avril. Congratulations. Welcome back to being super famous. I don't know why you're <laughs> at the the Grammys, you know, know. being a presenter, but I, I'm here for it. So there you go. <laughs> All right. Number five. The Grammys have been the best thing to ha- happen to John Baptiste. 
you know, this guy, he's already had a very successful music career. Mm -hmm. However, listen to these numbers. John Baptiste got a 950% streaming bump following the Grammys. You know, he walked away with five Grammys. Um, he put on this incredible stage show that lasted, it felt like 20 minutes. Yeah. Um, but apparently all those people out there that he either never heard of them or reinvigorated something in them went and started downloading his music, streaming his music like crazy. Uh, so his music got streamed on demand 2.6 million times on Monday, right after the telecast, like the day after the telecast. And then uh, the day of the telecast, 537,000 streams that day. So just wild yeah. how much people wanted to check him out. I think it's cool because, you know, the Grammys has become this award show that I feel like generally the public usually has like a bad taste about after it's over because of the decisions that they make and the awards that they give mm -hmm. out or the awards that they don't give out. Um, and it's cool to see the Grammys like, working the way that it used to back in the day you know what i mean where it's like somebody wins a grammy and then their career takes off like it just feels mm -hmm, very old right? school you know but were you did you think the show was fun i don't know if i'd say fun i was in and it out wasn't my favorite no. I, I feel like it's really sad to me but i feel like i enjoy watching like the billboard music awards more these days there's yeah. just more performances, more going on. Like, it's literally performance, performance, performance. And, like, to me, that's fun. Mm -hmm. <sighs> Especially following the the Oscars this year and all the, the crazy yeah. shit show that was. The Grammys just felt so, like, weak. I don't know. I agree with that. It was definitely not. Yeah, I was definitely. My phone was what I watched most of the night, honestly. <laughs> 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 All right, number four, Tory Lanez in more trouble. So Tory Lanez, he uh, apparently tweeted, and now he uh, violated protective order in the uh, Megan The Stallion assault case. You know, he if you follow this case at all, uh, this is this goes back to when he was accused of sh uh, shooting her in the foot back in July of 2020 outside of Hollywood Hills mansion. Um, but he is a couple times allegedly uh, gone against the restraining order going on stage directly after her at a performance uh the, so that violated the like 100 feet rule and then contacting her i guess she put up so, some photos of a, a text message from him uh so he keeps doing dumb stuff and so he's getting himself in more and more trouble and he hasn't even gone to trial yet the trial isn't set until september 14th and it's like dude just stop yeah. Stop. You, you're already shot her. You're yeah. allegedly. Right. Uh, you, you know, you've had all these other issues. Just leave well enough alone and go to trial and stop getting yourself in more trouble. It's it makes no like I can't wrap my head around how you can be. If I were him, I would be in a bunker. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I would literally be under the ground in like a, a, a concrete room. Like I wouldn't you wouldn't see me until we go to court and like. It's obvious. Mm -hmm. It's just like another display of like, I don't care. I have money right now. No, it's someone needs to take away his damn phone. Mm -hmm. Take it away. If you're his friend, his handler, his manager, like, take the phone away. <laughs> yeah, that advice could be for so many people in Hollywood, but him for sure. Yes. <laughs> take the hashtag. Take the phone away. Take the phone away. We should start that. I like that. Like Kanye. <laughs> hashtag. Take the phone away from Kanye. Yeah, no more tweets. Think how handy that would have come with Donald Trump as president. Take the, Take the phone, phone away. away. Madonna, too. Uh, Somebody get Madonna's oh, phone. No kidding. 
No kidding. All right, number three, Kanye West out at Coachella. The weekend in Swedish House Mafia are now in. You know, he kind of uh, shocked a lot of people. He was uh, Kanye was going to be the headliner at uh, Coachella. This was a really big deal uh, doing the two weekends. And then he like pulled out last second. This is where a lot of the rumors about him going away to get help stem from. I mean, he was getting an eight million dollar payday, according to TMZ, for for performing and now that money will head on over to the weekend uh but i think a lot of people are happy like yeah. there was a lot of backlash about him performing so having the weekend there i think swedish house mafia always a, a huge get for coachella so your thoughts on this yeah i just i think it would have been really irresponsible to go watch kanye perform at this like in this very specific thing too like it's not like it's just some show you know, it's like mm -hmm. headlining Coachella, it's so big. It just feels inappropriate to see him in that way right now. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yep. I don't want to go watch a man that's like having a mental breakdown publicly. It's giving me like weird Amy oh, Winehouse. Troy, don't lie. You kind of do a little bit, well, but not really because that'd be a, not a cool thing to say. At least with Kanye. No, I'm I'm kidding. All jokes aside, mental illness, no joke. But uh, I hope he. I really do hope he gets the help he needs because that guy is, I think, struggling. Uh, so Harry Styles will be performing right before them. Billie Eilish, huge names on Coachella this year. I think people are just ready to get back and see some live music. Yeah. All right. Speaking of music, number two, Ed Sheeran is a huge winner in court. Um, so if you've been following this, uh, Ed has been going to court along with um, one of the writers that he, he worked on uh, The Shape of You with, his big, huge hit song, uh, Jimmy McDade, who you would know from also Snow Patrol. But they were caught up in this high, this court case over... Where are they in the UK? I don't even know where the hell they're at. Uh, this court case, it's over a copyright battle. Um, and someone else said, oh, no, I wrote that song. And he stole parts of it to make shape of you. Well, uh, the judge did not agree with that person. The judge agreed with Ed Sheeran and said, listen, there's a lot of songs coming out every day. Uh, this one, there was no malintent. They did not deliberately or subconsciously copy a phrase from that song. So uh ed very happy he re did release a statement i'm gonna play a quick statement here hey guys me johnny and steve have made a joint statement that will be press release on the outcome of this case but i wanted to make a small video to talk about it a bit because i've not really been able to say anything whilst it's been going on whilst we're obviously happy with the result i feel like claims like this are way too common now and have become a culture where a claim is made with the idea that a settlement will be cheaper than taking it to court even if there's no base for the claim it's really damaging to the songwriting industry. There's only so many notes and very few chords used in pop music. Coincidence is bound to happen if 60,000 songs are being released every day on Spotify. That's 22 million songs a year, and there's only 12 notes that are available. I don't want to take anything away from the pain and hurt suffered from both sides of this case, but I just want to say I'm, I'm not an entity. I'm not a corporation. I'm a human being. I'm a father. I'm a husband. I'm a son. Lawsuits are not a pleasant experience, and I hope with this ruling it means in the future baseless claims like this can be avoided. This really does have to end. Me, Johnny and Steve are very grateful for all the support sent to us by fellow songwriters over the last few weeks. Hopefully we can all get back to writing songs rather than having to prove that we can write them. Thank you. So that was his statement, and uh, and yeah, he's he's walking away a very happy man. Yeah, I saw in his... Um in his statement that he had said, you know, that this is like a thing that's becoming really popular, you know, for people to do this. And I do think that that's interesting. Like it's becoming its own like industry to be like, 
this song was stolen and then you just get a bunch of press for saying that the song was stolen and yeah. you know your your song is now like all over the place so that is like a, i do think a lot of, like there's a lot of people doing that like just for no reason now yeah because people it's a quick cash grab mm-hmm. people are like oh if i say this is my song because there was one word that it was similar or i could twist it to make it sound and then people are gonna go well fuck it i don't want to take this to court so just mm-hmm. pay him what he wants and like let's move along with life and it said nope not happening yeah and good for him uh, good i totally agree good for him all right that was just a quick one and number one Courtney Kardashian and Travis Barker did not get married for real. (laughs) (laughs) So this became like one of the biggest stories of the week. If you've been living under a rock, you wouldn't have uh, heard about it. However, um, there was all these photos that came out after the Grammys. Uh, Courtney and Travis went to this little chapel. They had Elvis marry them, but there was one huge problem. They didn't have a marriage license, so it is not a real marriage, Um, which I'm kind of happy about because I felt really bad that no one was there yeah like i you know who i felt the worst for was travis's kids yeah totally yeah like landon not being there for his dad's wedding i thought was just kind of like a big f you mm-hmm. like i get it you're in the moment you're drunk because i i saw videos of them walking around afterwards they look trash yeah. um but i i just think that's really hurtful for the family that you're like cool like i get it you're in love you want to get married but like what about the rest of us that want to celebrate with you? And I know they said they would have more, yeah. but like it's kind of messed up. Yeah, I think that it, I mean, it feels as an outsider like they're in this place of like, you know, they're too cool. Like they're very like we're too cool to to do anything conventional in this relationship. Like, you know, and I do think that there's an element of we've both been put through it in our own ways and they also have like that weird thing where they've both been on reality tv and had failed relationships on reality television already so it kind of feels like they just don't they just generally don't care about anybody's thoughts even like even the kids like they're just really in their own as teresa judice would say love bubble um and they're just (laughs) like you know they're in it like they just don't care they're a cool i'm with the skater boy couple in they don't care about our thoughts. Yeah. They don't need a marriage know. license. Uh, They're too cool for it. Screw that marriage license. <laughs> and the only reason they couldn't, they literally couldn't get one was because it was at 2 a.m. Yeah. And so they couldn't physically get one or they would have been married at this point. I know Chris, Chris Jenner knew. I know Chloe was apparently on FaceTime. Kim was asleep. So she didn't even know anything happened till the next morning, which I think is hilarious. <laughs> uh, but, um, Anyway, so they're going to have to go retry this whole thing and uh, and do it for reals. And honestly, can you imagine Hulu just shitting themselves on Monday morning, finding out and being like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> we just paid you guys so much money. And you like this is the reason like we need the marriages. We need that television event. And if you're going to just go and do it on your own time, you're going to screw Hulu over. So I bet they're very happy that this is going to have to go on again. Yeah, they're like, um, what's the guy's name that uh, does like the bachelor ring, like Stuart Weissman or whatever. They're like, we have this this guy here and with like white gloves, like a butler here to give you a ring. And this isn't even real. (laughs) (laughs) We have a reality TV wedding ready to go. What is that guy's name? You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, the the guy, the ring guy. Yeah, the guy. Oh, I can't remember his name. <laughs> Damn it. Um, well, there you go. So that is your top 10 Hollywood Raw rundown. Uh, get you through the week. Now you can go off, 
chat to everyone, say you know all the biggest stories. A uh, huge thank you to my buddy Troy. Troy, thank you so much for joining us. And if you guys haven't checked out any of his podcasts, I highly recommend it. If you are into blind items, celebrity blind items, I uh, highly recommend the Beyond the Blinds podcast. Adam and I were guests on this. We had so much fun. We laughed the whole time. But it's literally, and for anyone who doesn't know what a blind item is, it's information about a celebrity or celebrities and they don't say the name of the celeb and uh the information can be super juicy and then uh the you know you you read it and kind of try to guess but the best part about their podcast is they actually reveal who the <laughs> yeah. celebrity is because maybe it's an older blind or we found out at this point so check out beyond the blind podcast he also hosts uh, the dunzo podcast and you can find him at troy mckitty mckitty am i saying your last name right i, yeah. I feel like i've only called you troy so I, I, i'm like <laughs> No, you know when you say that. something and you're immediately judging yourself in your head like did i just say that right? <laughs> <Yeah>. so. <laughs> I, I do that with my own name but yes you are saying it right uh so there you go guys thank you troy really really appreciate you hopping on uh last minute uh while adam was out i, I appreciate it bud i had so much fun thank you so much for having me all right guys uh don't forget to hop on by itunes leave us a review five stars only so we can read it out during one of our main shows as a little thank you that is it follow us on hollywood raw ig facebook twitter TikTok, all the socials and we will see you guys next week bye bye a huda media production